The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Thank you for tuning in to the UC San Diego Mi Camino student series. Today we're sitting down with Mariana Carrola, a soon-to-be grad who found her passion in a double major in education studies and public health and a minor in Latinx Chicanx studies. So to start us off, I would just like to have you tell us a little bit more about how you found out about UC San Diego. You have an interesting story, and I believe it included one of our programs called Academic Connections. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, um, thank you for inviting me. So in my junior year of high school, I heard about the Academic Connections program just by overhearing one of my uh, biology teachers talking about it. And I knew that the program was fully covered in terms of housing and that there would be uh, university credits received. So I was really interested in, you know, doing something over the summer related to preparing for college. So I applied and I participated in that program. And that really made me feel more confident about my ability to pursue higher education. We took a course, a university course at the time I took. It was marine biology. And so every day we went to class uh, for a few hours. We had a lab and we had um, different schedule activities throughout the day. And we interacted with students from San Diego County, but also from different parts of the country and the world who who applied and were also participating in the program. That's great. And it sounds like that was really built up your confidence in order to come to university, right? Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about yourself. Um, Where did you grow up and where are you from, you and your family from? So I was born in Durango, Mexico, and I moved to the U.S. at the age of three and grew up in Compton, which is located in Los Angeles County. And so that's where me and my family are from. And... Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what your high school experience was like and how it was that you found yourself interested in going to university. So I knew early on, I think when I started high school, that I wanted to go to college. And um, the school that I had access to, I knew was like under-resourced, but it was a part of, it was my community high school and I really wanted to attend because it was also in the name of um, my city. So I began early on investigating like what I needed to go to college. I remember I bought my SAT book from a thrift store and that's what I used to study. And how about um, your parents? Were they encouraging you to go to university? Um, I think that I waited to tell them until my senior year because since I was the first in my family to go to college, it was all too complicated to bring up early since I knew that I wanted to apply to a university and I didn't really know how that would work out at the time since I was undocumented and at the time a lot of legislation was being passed to make that possible. So it was something that I just kept in the back of my mind um, as I pursued it. And then my senior year, I started seriously talking to my mom, which was a bit challenging since she didn't want me to go far away. So I'm curious, did you get admitted to any other universities? Yes, I applied to four 
I applied to eight um, universities, four UCs, and three Cal States, and I got into seven of them. And so what was it about UC San Diego that made you choose us over these other institutions? I think that one of the main reasons I chose to come to UC San Diego was that I had previous um, engagement with the university. I wasn't able to visit any of the other campuses um, because I was never able to access them or my parents couldn't drive me to visit them. But UC San Diego, I had the opportunity through the Academic Connections Summer Program. And what major did you declare coming in or, or were you undeclared? When I came in, I was a philosophy major. Interesting. And how did you choose philosophy? I think that's an interesting major to choose. Yes, I think it's because college was really new to me. And I, the only thing I knew for sure when I began was that I loved learning and that I wanted to continue doing that. Um, and I remember in one of my AP, in my AP European history class, we were just learning about different philosophers. And I was like, okay, I think that, you know, that could be something that I could pursue and learn a lot from. But um, very early on, I, like through electives and through other people at UCSD, I realized that there was different things that I could pursue that um, were more enjoyable to me. I was going to ask about that because you started off as philosophy. It's not uncommon for undergraduates to change majors. And you changed to education studies and public health. What was the impetus for that? So I think some of the like main drivers to pursue education and public health were that those were two big um, aspects of my life that I had a lot of questions about and that I didn't understand like navigating education um, and healthcare, both because um, of my my personal journey as a undocumented student and because of my family. Um, so I wanted to be able to to be more knowledgeable about those things, so I could help myself, but also my family and future generations in my family. Wonderful. Now I would love to talk a little bit about the first year. Um, you know, your first year of experience here at UC San Diego. It's not uncommon for freshmen to have a little bit of a culture shock and take some time for them to adapt to the pace of the quarter system. So I'm wondering, what was your first year like? And if you had any challenges, how did you manage those? So in my first year, I started off with the Summer Bridge program. And I think that was that had like a long lasting impact on my undergraduate journey because it was where I became connected with all the other resources on campus. And I learned about how to talk to faculty. I remember when I learned in Summer Bridge, they had us uh, practice going to office hours. And that was like a brand new concept to me. I was like, office hours, like a store, what is that? But they made us, um, you know, practice that. And they told us, you want to visit office hours to build relationship with faculty. Yeah. I know that sometimes it's a little scary, the whole idea of going into a faculty's office and asking them questions. Could you tell us a little bit, what was that first experience like? Probably, I'm, I'm guessing the first time you do it, it's a little nerve wracking, but then maybe it gets a little easier. Yes. So I would say like, it always feels a little bit nerve wracking because it's intimidating talking to professors, but having that practice through Summer Bridge really helped because 
it made it less scary. They told me that, you know, I could go there to ask questions. I could go there even if I didn't have a question to introduce myself to the uh, professor or to ask them about their own um, educational experiences. So I think that really, really helped me um, preparing even before I entered office hours. That's great. I'm so glad that you mentioned Summer Bridge. It's such an excellent program. And I know that a lot of students don't take advantage of it. You know, they're, they're encouraged to apply, but they, they don't. So I'm glad that you did and that you, were, you shared that with our audience. I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the resources that you took advantage of during your first year and your time here at UC San Diego. I know, for example, that we have an undocumented student services center. And um, is that where you found some support in community? Yes. So coming to UC San Diego, um, I knew that I would be really close to the border, but I was really attracted to the university, even though I know it would bring challenges in terms of uh, my family visiting me. But when I found the Undock Center, um, I was really happy because I didn't know that there was a community of other undocumented students and there was um, staff there that was very knowledgeable about like undocumented student um, challenges and they supported us by um, connecting us to resources, scholarships, um, and also providing a space for us to um, be together. What are some other spaces that you found community? Um, some other spaces I used throughout my undergrad was the Rasa Resource Centro. Um, that was the second place where I spend most of my time and the Women's Center. In the Women's Center. So what was it about the Centro and the Women's Center that you felt comfortable there? What was it that made that happen for you? So both of these spaces provide like, uh, resources provide a place where to study and with people that share similar identities. But going to the Rasa Resource Centro was like, it had such a huge impact on my um my involvement and, and engagement with uh, student activities and opportunities because I interacted with other Latinx students, not only undergrad students, but graduate students. So I learned a lot about, you know, what other students were doing and what opportunities were available to me. But I also got a lot of support to apply to those opportunities. Maybe you could share with our listeners a few of the opportunities that you um apply to, I know, for example, the Centro does a lot with a writing collective and with uh, research. Maybe you could share a little bit about that. Yes. So the Centro's writing collective um, helped me apply for my first summer research opportunity. And I really enjoyed that experience because it was intimidating, like having to write a research proposal, having to... um, like learn how to maintain a faculty relationship and how to reach out to them. So all of those questions I had answered there and I got um, additional support with like my research writing. And that was really helpful to me. I spent the summers there and then this, the academic year preparing for those summer research programs. So what was some of your research on? What, some, what are some of the things that you looked into? So throughout undergrad, I've done various projects. I think that the majority of them have focused on educational issues and access 
and the experiences of Latinx students. Um, I did a case study of my my school district that I attended actually in K through 12 because that was one of the first issues I was thinking about transitioning to college. And so it was it was nice to like interview students and um, just like analyze that data. It was all brand brand new to me, the research experience, but having it be something that I cared about and was interested in um, made me really excited. And so I know that you got to present your research. I believe you went to the, the Knox conference. Is that correct? Yes. Can you tell a little bit about what that was like to actually present your research at a, at a national conference? That was the first national conference I attended, and it was a part of the uh, cohort in the Rasa Resource Center, a group of undergrad and graduate students, and we prepared for that conference together. Um, we flew there together, so it was it was a really fun experience because I didn't know conferences were like this place where everyone gathered to share like the work that they were doing. Um, so I got to present, and I was really nervous, but it really helped having that team of researchers here at UCSD and after Knox I have presented at other education conferences now ASH and AERA and um, NASPA and that's that has really been really exciting. Yeah it sounds like you're an old pro you've sounds like you've done four or five research conferences that's great and so when you think of yourself do you see yourself as a scholar and a researcher? Um, I do now. I feel like it took me a while to see myself that way. And just because I had a hard time I, um, identifying or defining what a researcher was, I remember I asked an old mentor from high school and because I was already interested in uh, pursuing a graduate degree and they're like, don't worry about that. This is not real research or just an undergrad. So I had a conversation with Gerardo, who was also, you know, shares identities with me. And he really validated my experiences and told me that I was a researcher and this was important work. So I definitely see myself that way now. And it helped to have like Latinx uh, mentors who also are researchers. Maybe you could share a little bit about your mentorship experience and the value that they brought to you. I think that would be something of interest. Yes. So I, when I arrived to UCSD, I attended a conference. I believe it was called the First Gen Conference. And there I saw Dr. Frances Contreras, and she was talking about the importance of having mentorship while uh, being a college student. And she was like, don't be afraid to ask. And I really loved the way she talked. So I was like, she said, don't be afraid. So I'm going to go to her and ask her if she could be my mentor. And so she has been uh, one of the most supportive mentors I've had here at UCSD, in addition to uh, Dr. Gerardo Arellano. And their support um, has really, you know, been impactful to me as a student, but as a person, because I knew I could go to them about you know, research and academics and, you know, how I was doing personally, like they saw me as, you know, a whole person and not just uh, a student. That's great. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that, that the first gen conference, which is something that our campus does, 
we invite all our first-gen students to participate, that you took away a little nugget of uh, advice and you followed through on it, and it really paid off for you, sounds like. I'd like to talk a little bit more about, we know, I know you're getting ready to graduate, and you've mentioned a couple of times that, you know, that you've, you've been thinking about and, and pursuing graduate school. So if you could just share with us, you know, what, what's your plans after you graduate? So after I graduate this June, I will be starting my education doctoral program at UC Davis, and I'll be focusing on education policy and school administration. Congratulations. So imagine yourself coming right out of Summer Bridge. Would you ever, if someone had told you, hey, guess what, Mariana, you're going to be getting a PhD at UC Davis, what would you have told them? I would have been like, I wouldn't have believed it. Like, I wasn't even thinking about grad school early on because I had no idea what that looked like. I was like, no, I can't afford it. Um, I don't know. You have to write a book. I don't think I could write a book. Um, but in my education studies classes, specifically with Dr. Francis Contreras, that was one of the first questions she made us uh, journal about and then kept asking us was like, are you thinking about pursuing graduate school? Why or why not? And then just like constantly putting that thought into into my mind, I was like, well, you know what? I think that, that it is something I'm interested in. Yeah, I'm super glad that you're sharing this because I think a lot of first-gen students, we're not even aware that there's this thing called graduate school, right? And so I'm glad you're sharing this with the audience. Let's talk a little bit about your experience here at UC San Diego. You're getting ready to graduate. Congratulations on graduating and Super congratulations to you on getting into UC Davis's PhD program. I hope you feel really proud and accomplished. Um, when you look back on your time here at UC San Diego, what are some, you know, two or three really fond memories that you would like to share? I think the community I have built here uh, with mentors and peers, especially like having um space to be together, not only for working on research papers, but uh, like events where we had food and just uh, being in community with each other. That has been, I would say, one of like the best memories I have because sometimes like, like school feels very serious and like you can't always be a person, but being surrounded by like faculty and students and just like being together, eating. I think that was really good. I'm glad you mentioned that university can be fun too, right? It's, yes, it's a lot of studying, a lot of prepare, preparation. And there are all these moments throughout your time where there's fun, there's celebration with peers. Um, so I'm glad you share that so that our listeners know that you're going to come to university, you're going to have fun, you're going to learn, you're going to grow. Um, hopefully you'll go off to graduate school. So I'm wondering, just to, just to wrap up our time together, what advice would you give to young scholars who are listening to this interview? Some advice I think that I would have liked to hear when I was younger, instead of like being a uh, kind of like scared away from higher education is that, you know, 
you do have the ability to succeed in higher education. And I know that sounds very cliche, but like in K through 12, we were kind of like scared, like you have to uh, prepare. And even when you get there, you're not going to be as good as other students because you didn't go to good schools. And that really put doubt in me. But after my undergrad experience, I now understand that like that's not the reality and that's not the mindset that we should um, be encouraging younger students to have because there are many ways that we are supported and at the university that do help us succeed. So I feel like just knowing that you know, you can do it and you will be supported. Like you won't be alone while you're here. Um, if you have any concerns, there's always someone or some place that can help you. Well, that's so true. And it sounds like you followed your own heart and you asked for help. You connected to people and you succeeded and you thrived. So I'm so glad that I got to spend some time talking to you and learning more about your experience. Thank you so much for being part of our series. I really appreciate it. And Thank you. Um, best of luck to you. <laughs>